Miss Julia. I'm here. Howdy. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. Are you? Welcome to Austin. I know. Austin's fun. I feel like when, you know, I, I yelled at someone in the airport yesterday yeah. and it felt so good. I Did feel it. like I have like boiling Texas blood. Like you come yes. here and I understand it. Like yeah. I get it. I no. get why Texans are Texans. I yelled at someone though in Florida, not in, in Texas. Well, what happened? What was what was the deal? I think, well, I've been like cooped up in my house, but um, I forgot how crazy people are. And I, some lady yelled at me and I yelled right back and it was deserving, but it felt so good. Did it? It's cleansing. I feel like I get why, like, it feels good for you to yell at people. Yeah, no. And that's why I'm in the construction industry, you know, not necessarily, but it does, it does have its benefits, right? It's just done completely different, you know, business and, and talking to subs is, it's more of an aggressive, aggressive game than than most businesses. Do so you like I yell like at people all day, like contract? No, not not necessarily. Only when needed. Uh, I was definitely more of a hothead when I was younger. Um, I yelled a lot, you know. And I've calmed down. I'm sure it's age, you know, being almost fifty. Either that, or it's my wife bringing that yin and yang, because um, she's definitely the calm one. And I'm more the high strung one, the one that's a little more aggro, a little bit more aggressive. But that is, it's pulled back over the years. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. But Texas is a cool place. I mean, I even love when I'm here and I get to see like the set studio work. Like mm-hmm. it's so cool for me to say like to stay in a set studio house. Yeah, and that's where you are now. Yeah, it's so different than like I'm from New York. I live in South Florida. I've traveled everywhere. And there's just a different energy to Austin in general, but especially in your homes. Absolutely. And that's something we strive for, you know. Um we want to be different. We want to be innovative. Um, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people will copy here and there. And um, for instance, we do huge pivot doors, steel pivot doors. We started doing those years ago before anybody else started doing them. Now you see them on every house. So we've got to come up with new new and improved ideas that kind of set us out in the market from other people. Um, one of the last things we did was we started installing car lifts in garages, which really has not been done. Um, and that's one of those ooh and ah factors. So, you know, you've got to stay ahead of the game and, and try to throw stuff out there that, that people will like as well. Yeah, I think it's cool. I feel like a lot of real estate here, you could tell what has been and then like mm-hmm. what's coming. Exactly. And that's what's super exciting about what you guys do. Just you match what the consumer wants and needs. Obviously, a lot of people have moved here from California. And it kind of even your houses like kind of have that vibe, you that know, Cali vibe. Yeah. You know, and Austin's a good spot. That's actually a good mixture of Texas and California. You know, I love California weather. I love uh, California is beautiful. Can't stand their politics. You know, we can go down that road all day long. Love to visit. Could never live there. I refuse to give 50% of my income to the government, let alone, you know, at the end of the day, you've got federal and state. And I'll be damned if I'm going to give 25% of my income to Gavin Newsom. So I think it's he's like New York. Yeah, That's why it's I'm horrible. Out. Well, and it's 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 ridiculous. You know, you've got the two hotbeds in the U.S., that are just being hammered and it makes you wonder why, you know, I can't imagine that, you know, these leaders, um, you know, governors and mayors are actually proud of what they're doing. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I spent a lot of time out in California Mm -hmm. this summer and it's so beautiful, but it is, it's just, and it's diverse, right? Mm -hmm. I was in Pebble beach. I was in Napa. I was Mm -hmm. in 
Sausalito, San Francisco, and it's such a beautiful place, but it's sad, like the homeless, mm -hmm. and you know, I don't see any of that in South Florida. Yeah. And I got to live in South Florida. Think about this. I moved to South Florida three weeks before COVID started. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I saw personally, professionally, like even romantically, nothing stopped for me. I was still dating. I was still yep. clubbing. I was building a book of business. I was still being able to go into meetings. And I recently went to a wedding with um, a bunch of people I went to high school with. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of weird. I haven't seen them since high school. Yeah. And I was like light years ahead, but I wasn't in New York. Nothing stopped. And I saw the injustice and like how the government handled COVID. Like in Florida, nothing stopped. I remember like one day I went and got a deli sandwich and I posted it on Instagram. I and I was clubbing the night before in Miami. Uh -huh. And this is like full lockdown. I was like, COVID, who cares? You know? Yeah. And I went and I was a little hungover and I got a deli sandwich the next day and people ripped me on Instagram. They were like, how dare you? You're the problem. I was like, thank God I didn't post me in the club last night. I was like, you're yeah. just mad that you don't get good semolina bread anymore. Like yeah. <laughs> you don't have access to it because the whole city shut down. But I feel like even with something like that, I'm so grateful that I lived in a place that allowed me to have the choice to operate on my own terms. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I'm 27, I have my own business. Like I, I was just working, nothing stopped for me. I didn't yeah. get halted. I had yeah. all the life experience up until now where I look at people and I feel honestly so bad. They got like gypped of like their 20s yeah. and high school kids. Yeah, high school kids that didn't necessarily have proms or graduations that were memorable, they'll be, you know, rememberable, or you will remember them. That's it's too early to come up with long words and stuff like that. My brain's just not clicking. You didn't have a Celsius. Uh, I know that's what it that's what it was. You know, <laughs> I am hyped up on C four though a little bit. Um, so with that said, um, these kids did get gypped. You know, we've we've got kids that that ain't range in age from eighteen to twenty one right now, and you know. Uh, our oldest didn't didn't really have a, a prom, you know, yeah. and graduation was small and things like that. So they got robbed. And those are those are times where you actually build those memories and have those memories. And they were robbed of some of those things. Yeah. You know, it's funny you bring up COVID. That's actually how my wife and I met you was during that whole time period. Yeah. Because uh, we were very, you know, we were not going to stop living our lives so when covid hit and everything started shutting down we found the places that were the freest so we you know we frequented miami and we frequented often went to to vegas where there's a little more restriction but still you felt a little free in nashville you know yeah. those are places that we constantly went but we were in line it was new year's eve i love this and uh at a, at a local steakhouse i don't even remember which one it was stk in south beach yes and it was so crazy this is where like when i have a bad day or i get hard on myself for something what's for you will not go past you because i wasn't even supposed to be there that night do you remember that yes. i didn't have a reservation yeah Yep. I planned it for the next day. And yeah. you guys were online behind me. And I talked to everyone. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And I just, I felt really good energy. You were, I remember this so clearly. Bristol's so girly pop. And what I love about you guys is like, you're like looking around. You're making sure everyone's mm -hmm. good. You're in control. And she's just in her sparkles. You know, yep. that's all her, like, she just has to be in her sparkles. That's yep. it. And we started chatting and... 
you know, we hit it off right away. I remember like Bristol posted a picture of us that night and she's yeah. like, don't you love when you meet people who instantly click? Yeah. It's so yeah. crazy. It was funny because, uh, you know, Bristol's allergic to seafood mm-hmm. and we had gotten something, I don't know, that came with like a bottle of champagne yeah. and oysters and stuff. And I wasn't necessarily going to eat it in front of her. So we had brought them over to the table and and Bristol's like, oh, Lord, they're going to think we're trying to... Because you were there with your sister. Yeah. She was like, oh, Lord, they're going to think we're trying to pick them up. The old people <laughs> in the in the so place, funny. you know, trying to pick them up. You're giving them oysters or something I think like if that. it was any other person, yeah. I would be like, this is not okay. This is not. Um, yeah. But I feel like it was... I think that there are just some people in life that you're supposed to meet. And I feel so grateful for the both of you. I mean, I called Bristol... A couple times throughout my career Mm because I met you guys in 2020, turning 2021, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, it was just so crazy how I used her and you as a Mm -hmm. resource throughout my career as like a check in. I think that's what's super special about you guys is that you're not biased. Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes I get upset, you know, managing your pages and I see people like, right, like you know all these crazy things about you when you are mm-hmm. the most open-minded loving fair reasonable no feelings all facts some feelings but like yeah. you and bristol are both so even keeled that i feel so blessed to have you guys as sounding boards for my personal and professional life and i mean i started my business because i called bristol from miami and i was like I was having a really bad day, a really bad work trip. And I was like, I just don't think this is for me anymore. And she's like, I agree with you. Get on the phone with Mike tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And you guys gave me the confidence and the ground to leave and know I was going to be okay. Yeah. And I want to talk about that right now with you guys. Well, you go, but. Yeah, no, it's, it's something you brought up. It is, it is amazing when you actually click with somebody, you know, and you just feel that energy and stuff. And, you know, I've, I've never had a daughter, always wanted a daughter, you know, and I kind of look at you that way. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I'll be very protective. Your dad and I can interview whoever wants to marry you and things of that nature, but we got to make sure it's got to be a good person, you know, good heart, good soul. You got to be a man. You can't be a bitch. You can't be a soy boy. Can't own a cardigan. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a cardigan. Yeah. We're going to, I, Mike has um, looked, we're going to go over my ick list today and we're going to add yes. to my ick list of like who I can't date. Yeah. Oh, any guy I date has to go through you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you need, and I keep pulling you back to, we need to get you to date a Texas guy, you know, cowboy guy, guy that, you know, knows how to fix shit, you know, how to change a tire, you know, little stuff. There's got to be a checklist that you go through when these guys, you know, hit on you and stuff like that. I know. I think that it would be good, though, too, for me to kind of like slow down. I'm so New York. Mm -hmm. Like it would be good to get like a guy that like could like bury a body but like you know like i'm so used to like a new york wise guy but like i feel like the texan bury a body is like a different kind of guy yeah absolutely i'm gonna give it a shot do it a little little quieter yeah you know i gotta learn how to like two-step though yeah no you definitely do yeah that's that's a must that's something that we we've told our boys as well as you have to know how to dance in this state you know, a Texas guy can take to any state and a girl's going to be like, that motherfucker can dance, uh, you know? You know, what's funny. I went to a rodeo one time. I was probably like 16 or 17 and we were like, I was on vacation with one of my best friends mm-hmm. to a rodeo and this like hot cowboy grabbed me and like did it. And yep. we were like 
we were like just having fun like we yeah. had no idea but i remember being like oh my god like yeah. the confidence like yep. to grab a lady and just be yeah. so like calm and confident i mm -hmm. i almost dated a guy from texas and yeah he <laughs> you can't say his name <laughs> yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people know him yeah but um he punched some guy in the face one night uh -huh. and i like after a date like it was so funny he was like walking me to my hotel door and um some guy was like coming down the hallway and they kind of had like words in the elevator and uh -huh. all of a sudden he was like are you following me and he just like punched him square in the face and i was like oh my god what is wrong with you like oh my god and like i yeah. was like bye and i like slammed the door or whatever and i get it now is yeah. that bad like texas guys yeah. like they just don't well it's respecting around you know what i mean it's respecting and and all men want respect at the end of the day but well you know texas we demand it yeah you know it's the best um and i'm sure even after you threw that fit after you closed the door later on you went that was kind of hot that was so hot yeah <laughs> well i remember when i ignored him for like two days after because from like a logistics standpoint i was like you could have gotten arrested like what if he had a yeah. gun on him now i'm standing here with you like i've never had anything like that happen to me when i got on the phone with him like two days later i finally answered and i was like what is wrong with you and he was like i just feel like it yeah. and i died <laughs> laughing and i was like that is so hot but yeah. you know what i don't think enough men punch people anymore is yeah. that bad no it's a consequence thing you know we've we've got a society now that has no consequences they can do whatever they want they can say whatever they want you know um physically abuse people mentally abuse people and there's been no repercussion you know so it's kind of like that, that old saying that Mike Tyson has, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And unfortunately, there's been a lack of consequences. So, you know, it only takes a couple of times to show the consequences can still be present. Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, I yelled mm -hmm. at someone for the first time. I've never yelled at someone yeah. that I didn't know in public like that. And I was like, oh, this feels so good. You know, <laughs> this is so good. Um, not that I'm going to start yelling or punching no. people. That's totally not me. But um, I agree. I think that like a lot of people are you know, get away with a lot. People just mm -hmm. run their mouth on they the do. internet, in real life. There's no consequences anymore. Yeah. And people, I even see too, like in my industry, what people comment online, mm -hmm. I feel so bad for even celebrities. Like we get like a percentage of mm -hmm. it. Like these people are crazy. They have nothing better to do. Remember yeah. you wrote back to the guy, you're like, oh, go and I'm sure you're writing this from like your mom's basement, yeah, like dusting just, off your toy soldiers, like or yeah, something. I just don't understand it. You know, at the end of the day, if you don't like something, just scroll past it. Yeah. Again, you know, I have definite conservative views. However, I love to hear everybody's opinion. I, you know, I love learning. I love, you know, the fact that we are different, you know, um, that's what life is about, right? Yeah. And it shouldn't be a battle with everybody. Just because I like the color blue and you like the color green, well, why do we have to be enemies? You can take what you want and leave the rest, well, but it's 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 sickening. I want to debunk that. Like mm -hmm. something that I want to debunk about you is that you really are the most loving, open-minded person. You know, yes, you have strong opinions, but no, you're not going to break bread with someone who thinks the complete opposite of you. Yeah. And that's something that is super important. And, you know, I do want to talk about mm -hmm. is that you let people operate in their lane as long as it's their truth. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, just because you like something that I don't, why should I hate you? 
you know, I want to understand why you may like something or why you may prefer something and what your reasoning is to help educate myself. Um, and I've just kind of always been that way. You know, I, I never liked bullies. Um, my youngest son and I were talking about that just the other day that, you know, when I went to school there, there, there's always bullies, but there wasn't as much as there is now with, you know, all this cyberbullying and stuff like that and all these keyboard warriors. It makes no sense to me that people get off on hurting other people because you have a differing opinion. Yeah, That's what the world is made of is diversification. But at the end of the day, not to get political again, but the government and the powers that be continue to want to drive wedges between people because they do not want us coming together because we're extremely powerful together. They want wedges. They want division. They want us not to be close as a people because, again, that's where we get our power from. Totally. So, you know, I, I try not to feed into it. I get, you know, all these little keyboard warriors and stuff like that that will run their holes. Um, and, and it's fun. I think it's funny. You know, I'm glad that I got to live in your head for a day or two. You know, I'm glad I pissed you off because of my opinion. I don't care. Yeah. You know, again, at the end of the day, scroll the fuck on. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I want to learn from individuals. And if that's something you don't want, cool. You know, get to step in. I don't care. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I do want to learn from people. That's what we're here on this earth for. We were meant to travel this life with others, period. But again, if that's the energy you're going to bring, I don't need that. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love like you're like the best client for me because I know if you say something, you mean it and it's good to go. If it comes out of your mouth, like it's trademarked, it's good. But I do want to get into a little bit of like entrepreneurship and, you know, all of that and how Mm -hmm. you built your businesses because it is not for the faint of heart. I mean, like I joked last night, I was like, if you have a business and you were not recommended like six mouth guards, like your business probably isn't, you know, doing that well. Like it is stressful. It's a lot of, you know, having people on payroll, having to manage all the different clients' personalities, having to manage expectations, having shit just go wrong because it Mm -hmm. does. And how do you handle that? And how do you, you know, do that? And then manage your marketing, manage your accounting, manage projecting, manage, you know, everything that goes on. And, you know, I'm clearly, you know, pretty young and have a business. And I know you were super young when you Mm -hmm. started your business. And I'm grateful that, you know, you have given me the guidance and the grace. But a lot of people don't have a mic in their corner. I'm calling. I'm like, is this the best credit card for me to take out for my business? And and you're like, yes. And you have to write this off and you have to write that off and, you know, get the best accountant and do this. I mean, you really have mastered the ups and downs because I know you had, you know, the bankruptcy and all these things like mm-hmm. you have done it all. Where do you think that has come from your knowledge is it just like school of hard knocks of you just going through it or did you really have to like research it you know most of uh my experience has been from the school of hard knocks you know i didn't really have anybody that was a true mentor or a guide um i started at the age of 24 and i always with any business that i do i always look at everything as what's the problem and what is the solution that i'm bringing or trying to bring to the market to solve that problem And if you can do that and if you can explain that to yourself in a manner that truly makes sense to you and others, then the likelihood of that business succeeding, I feel, grows tenfold. Yeah. 
um, then it's persistence, right? You know, it's been forever since I've actually worked for somebody. I did do a two-year stint for uh, Austin Habitat for Humanity, um, and then I taught at the local community college as well. Um, Both of those were a little bit more free than most jobs anyway, but I haven't worked for someone really since I was 24 years old. So it's... um, So crazy. It's crazy to go back, you know, and then a lot of people look at it and they go, everything must be tremendous. And I know that you guys have all heard this before, you know, owning your own business must be tremendous. You can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can, you know, you can travel, you can do this, you can do that. You see the good side, yeah. you know, on Instagram, you see the good side in pictures and, and hear about the good side, but you don't see those fights and those daily struggles. You know, right now we're dealing in a, in a ridiculously horrible real estate market and it's nationwide. It's not just Austin. It's not anywhere. The niceness is, is Austin is extremely insulated and there's other markets that are doing a lot worse. So we're extremely blessed to be in a market that is insulated, but we are affected, you know, and as a business owner with investors and projects and things like that, it's never the problem. It's always a solution. And my motive and my goal every time I do business with investors is to make sure I shield and protect their interests. You know, we've got a lot of builders and developers in town that that have lost their ass. You know, they bought land too high, they built for too much, and they cannot profit on the sale, and they are losing losing their asses. When that started happening and interest rates started going up, we pulled back a little bit. You know, we started paying debt off. Um, with projects um, just to make sure that we were shielded because I wanted to, you know, protect myself and protect our investors. Um, And with that said, I wasn't going to chase the market and everybody else who made mistakes and bought things too high and built too much. And for for the true market, I wasn't going to chase them. So we pulled the house off the market and we're going to rent it and just kind of weighed the, the storm out. I think it's going to get better in the next year or so. I think the Biden administration will, uh, you know, attempt to lower interest rates to go, look what we did, you know, fuck the whole system up and then come back a little bit and say, oh, look what we fixed when you really didn't do shit. And we Super were hero. still, yeah. And we're still worse off than we were when they came into office. That's going to happen. You know, it's even like, uh, the stock market starting to do a little bit better. Interest rates have crept down a little bit. And now they're screaming, oh, look at all the you know people that are getting hired and stuff like that. Well, those people were never replaced back from COVID. So, you know, companies are starting to hire a little bit, but it's still, it's a false narrative that they're pushing. You ask anybody in a grocery store how they're doing economically, you know, versus four or five years ago. And it's it's ridiculous. Eggs you know? are $9 a car. And I feel like it's anyone insane. knows me always is like, I'm like, all right, guys, like, let, we have to do this. Like, we have to afford eggs. Like, I joke yeah. about it. Like, it's not, it's like a luxury now to get, like, organic eggs. Like, it's $9 it's a insane. carton. And I think to myself, like, how are the people that mm-hmm. have kids that work a normal job? I mean, I worked in litigation finance for my basically my entire career and I dealt with backwoods people like Mm -hmm. in 
Baton Rouge, Lafayette, like places that, you know, they don't even have bank accounts. They live paycheck to paycheck and then they get injured and they don't have, you know, any room to even get treated. It's so horrible. And I, when I go to bed every night and I do like my little like prayer and gratitude, I think about those people. I'm like, Mm -hmm. how are they affording life? I think it's like 78% of America doesn't even have $3,000 in like an oh shit account. Like something happens. I mean, it is so scary to think about it and just how expensive things are. I had an Uber driver the other day and I was like, oh, like, is this all you do? And she's like, no, I work four jobs. And I was like, what? And she's like, it's so crazy. She's like, I have four kids Mm -hmm. and it's things are just so expensive. And she's like, the only she's like, I have to go to the dollar store to buy food now. She goes, but I won't like chip on like my paper towels and my toilet paper. She's like, those are my luxuries, you know? And I'm thinking to myself like, oh my God, like I'm heading to the Boca Resort right now. Like, Mm -hmm. and you have to go to the dollar store. Like, how does that even make sense? Yeah. But if I had, you know, four other mouths to feed, maybe I would have to, you know, go to the dollar store too and not Whole Foods. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. It's, you know, there's a lot that that we just don't see right you know and that and that's the sad part um and part of being an entrepreneur that hits you as well yeah you know um being someone that it had started a business early on got hit hard had investors bail on me at the last minute leaving me with you know tons of debt you know at an early age you know as you mentioned before brought me to my first and only bankruptcy and I refused to ever do it again, but I learned a ton. You know, I was in my 20s, early 30s, you know, and had, again, a a bunch of investors just tuck tail and run and left me with the bag on everything. Education, school of hard knocks, that's how I've actually learned. Um, And with that said, I paper everything now, you know, and I wish that we lived in a society that you could just, you know, live by honor in a handshake contract, but unfortunately you just can't anymore. No. And that's, that's a sad world to live in. You know, we do a lot of business with a lot of friends. Um, and I, I do that for a specific reason because I know you, right. And a lot of the projects that we do are long, you know, project can take a year, sometimes two years to build. And in that it's a marriage, you know, and you've got to understand and know that person that you're working with and working for during this process. And so I'm super picky about the customs that we take on and the work that we do for other individuals because of that, you know. That's a little bit about me. I want to know why you are in the industry that you're in. In Good question. Yeah, what um, what brought you there? I So it's so funny. So I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. I always knew from like a young age that I wanted to be the voice for people who didn't have a voice. Clearly, I'm loud. Clearly, I'm from Long Island. (laughs) And clearly, I don't take any shit. Mm. Um, So I was like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer. Then I started working with lawyers and was like, hard no. Absolutely not. I will not be a lawyer. But then it kind of shifted into me realizing that my superpower is putting other people in their superpower. And I had, again, the mentorship, the confidence, and the knowledge to kind of break into this industry because I really saw a need. I saw if you don't have a personal brand right now, your competitor does. Like it is the new business card. It's the new way to connect with people. People don't even want to call you anymore. They want to go to your page and they want to scroll. We live in a scroll society now. And, 
you know, there's two parts of it. It's one part of it, the, the content that, you know, we make is, you know, for legacy, but the other part of it is to convert into business, whether it's investors having eyes on you, whether it's sales, whether it's just, you know, your keynote speaking and you want a proper platform for people to follow up with you. I mean, if you don't have professional content being done now, it is not, you know, your competitor does. And something that, why I really got into the industry and what does make me different is I'm a consultant that focuses on marketing. I'm a salesperson. I only do what works and I make it pretty. Where I find that a lot of the, you know, marketing companies, they were just ripping people off. They were just like putting things out there that looks cute and it wasn't converting into anything. Or it was so diluted that people want to work with people that they like. Mm -hmm. And putting the people in front of the camera and have them speak about everything that they feel, their business, tell their story, tell their, you know, hard times, tell their bad times. It's like when you go on a first date and you're like, here it all is, take it or leave it, you know, that works, especially now where, you know, you used to be able to put out a shingle and the business would come in doesn't work anymore if you don't have every platform optimized people aren't going to be able to find you and connect with you in the way that they need to decide if you're right for them 100 percent. and in being someone personally that that does a business that i know backwards and forwards it's you're always going to learn something but that's not my forte it never has been my forte um, but I understand that you hire and you work with people that do things that are better than you. And that's how you succeed is understanding that you can't do everything by yourself. And you need those individuals to come in and kick ass and help you in those areas that you lack in. And I know that was one of the reasons. Well, the first reason was you are so personable. Um, and we just, had, we just had <laughs> such a connection from the get go. Um, and that's something that you want to see from a branding standpoint, from an advertising standpoint, because that's what you want, right? And so we've been extremely happy with with the work that you've done with us, you know, um, on a business level. Personal level is completely separate, but business level, you've been tremendous. So the energy and the look and the Everything that you've brought to us has been tremendous. So, and I'm having fun doing it in the meantime, too. I think it's exciting because I also think that, you know, just you are such an entrepreneur and you really could see the value in things before they happen. And I think that everything that's happened to you in your career is like you have full radar on everything that's going on. And I know that you were like, no, this is something that I want to do. Because you kind of saw the landscape of, you know, Austin, all these amazing, you know, thought leaders, podcasts, you know, Mm -hmm. podcasters are here. And you, you know, dove into it. And it has been, you know, great. And just seeing you even get more comfortable in front of the camera has been an honor. Working with you has been an honor. The fact that, you know, the boys will be able to hit play on you guys one day. Like that, to me, like I could cry. Like that, it's so funny because... There's like business me where it's like, okay, we need to do this and then this needs to convert and then this is what the people want to see. And then the other side of me is like I throw in questions that I never will post because I want to keep it close to the vest. I have the honor when I'm sitting like in front of you or I'm sitting in front of my other clients. It's like how fucking cool is it? that Mm -hmm. I get to like record someone's legacy, like archive it. Yeah, I've never looked at it that way. It is such an honor. It's like, it's like a time capsule because life is so fleeting. Everything could change at a second. 
and I get to put everything in one place. Mm -hmm. I mean, holy shit. Like yeah. from a personal standpoint, it's like when I have hard days, like this morning, it's been crazy. You know, it's mm -hmm. like seven in the morning here, you know, and I'm just screaming at my team and things aren't going out right. And that sometimes happens, right? Yeah. And I don't have a lot of those days. So when I have those days, it's not good. Cause yeah. it's, this is probably the third time in my having my business that I've had a day like this where it's mm -hmm. just not, and it's so minuscule and making it sound like a big deal. But um, I kind of have to like roll it back to be like, you cannot be stressed out about this right now. That is not what matters. What matters is, is that we are archiving legacies. Their family, their kids, potential investors, friends are gonna be able to hit, hit play on all this stuff. Yeah. And your thoughts, it's like a library of your thoughts mm -hmm. and your feelings and kind of where you're at. I mean. Yeah. And you're gonna have those days that are easier than others, yeah. you know, and those that aren't easy, that's where you grow. You know, just like anything in life, right? Um, and it's it goes back to that whole it's never it's never the problem, it's always the solution. You know, shit's always gonna happen. And you know, even with a lot of uh, our employees, they know do not come to me with a problem without several solutions. And then let's figure out what solution is best. But I am not going to be your problem solver. I want to empower you to be that problem solver and we can go over it together. You know, that I'm, I'm huge in, in empowering employees and in those that I work with and around because I want to bring them to their fullest potential, just like I would request they do the same of me. Yeah. You know, business is a constant learning game, especially with the market continuously changing. Yeah. And you have to be nimble. You have to be flexible to shift with the market. And, you know, with that comes diversification, right? You know, for years, all I did was just build houses and sell them. You know, now we started to build and hold and maintain ownership and turn some of these houses into legacy properties that were, you know, that we have reoccurring income for years on with little to no debt on. Um, it just several of the different businesses that, that, that we're investing in on purpose because we know how much diversification counts. And those are the things that I think you'll be running into, you know, is, is oh, your yeah. time period goes on as well. Cause you'll be able to see some of these things from the outside and understand what you can and cannot get involved in, yeah. you know, and there's nothing like being able to help someone make that next step or, you know, follow their dream or help be a mentor to someone else. And that's where life starts getting good. Yeah, I think that you and I have a very similar management approach. Like for me, I'm the same way. I always said like, I'm not a regular boss, I'm a cool mm -hmm. boss. And that could be, and it has been perceived poorly. You know, mm -hmm. my, I had a business partner that was like, don't be like that. But for me, that works. It's okay that it didn't work for her. You know, it worked for it works for me because think about someone you don't like. What do you want to do for them? Nothing. You yeah. know, I'm so yeah. good to the people that work for me. It's definitely not a normal culture. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of same with you with yeah. your team. It's like it's a family, and I think that a lot of times that that could be misconstrued as like a toxic work environment. We're a family with boundaries. Like, yeah. I will not bother you before 9 a.m. I will not bother you after mm -hmm. 5 p.m. Like, if you want to, if it's a beautiful day and you want to go to the beach and go to yoga, go do that. As yeah. long as the work gets done on time, I do not care. 100%. Like, life is too short, you know? And I've definitely created that flexibility and there has to be a boundary. But again, 
you know, for you, looking at you and the way that you have ran your business as an investor and as someone that works closely with you, watching you be able to navigate your business and how well run it is Mm -hmm. and how responsible everyone is you know, Cassidy with the money, everything is so on point. And I am Mm -hmm. grateful that I got to take a peek to your business and watch you know, things can't always be done one way. It isn't always black and white. And I think what's interesting in your space, again, if someone who's looking and investing in real estate and into a person, you don't want to go with the person who just thinks one way. And I think a lot of times, you know, I've you know, worked with people in construction. One of my other mentors, she's in construction. She gets on the phone and she's crazy with these people. And then she'd be like, oh, like, you want to go have a cocktail? I'm like, who who are you right now? Like, what was that? Like, that was crazy. But again, it's like, she won't take no for an answer. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people in your space are pretty headstrong. And it's interesting because I think you're, I know you're headstrong enough to get shit done, but you're not headstrong enough to change the plan to make shit work and i think watching you navigate now this new market and all of that you know everyone should be putting their money into set studio right now because they know they're going to get the return i mean it's insane what you guys are doing yeah no and we're we're very blessed to be doing it you know and and this is something that i hope in the future that that we'll be able to teach individuals as well you know it there's certain things if you can always lean and work doing what you know you will be successful. You know, I grew up and I'm going to say grew up, you know, my very first job was one of them was at Home Depot. So I grew up in the building materials and building industry. And I always loved it. I always loved the creativity. I loved seeing something be built from nothing. And if you can, you know, if your work is what you love, you're going to be successful. And with that said, I've learned a ton, right? Not, Not everything is a grand slam. You know, but I'll take several singles and doubles all day long. I'll take those RBIs. Um, But again, I'm one of the older fellas now in Austin that's been building for the the length of time that I have. You know, you'll see builders come and go. They'll be around for four or five years and they just drop off the face of the earth. You know, and it's just from learning and it's from diversification. And, And what I have found is if I keep my mind closed, that's when I fail. But when I keep it open, that's when I win. And because I'm taking in advice and taking in knowledge from other individuals that I may not have, and that's what I thirst for. But with that said, I'm all about protecting you know, my investors and their money and making sure that their asset or their cash is protected at all times, that we've always got good leverage on things. And that's important, even in a bad market. You know, we've got, again, this house that we're trying to sell and we have investors that have money in it, but I'm not going to lose them money. And even though they may not be happy with having that money in hand now, they will ultimately make more just by holding toe. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, no one's making money really in the stock market or anywhere else. They're not making any more real estate. It's not going away. You know, all billionaires own real estate. Most millionaires do as well. The difference between millionaires and billionaires is billionaires typically invest more in different areas. You know, they become those angel investors. They become, you know, those people. But real estate is something that will always hold true. And if there's a way that you can do it with little to no leverage, it's a no-brainer. 
And that's what we're building the business around is taking those ideas, coming up with that problem and, and trying to figure out a solution. Right now, there's a ton of cash on the sideline. A lot of investors are, you know, everybody's scared. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going to happen. So there's a lot of cash sitting on the sidelines. They don't want to invest in the stock market. You know, some do crypto, some don't, but they're scared at this point. Yeah. But the truth is the money sitting in the bank, in their bank accounts, is depleting by the day because the U.S. dollar is depleting and, and dropping so like nobody's business. But if you sink that into real estate, it will always hold true and it will always produce an income. So those are things that I'm getting investors to look at as well because I, I want to be that that problem solver because at the end of the day your cash sitting in the bank's not going to do anything for you and i also think too like you guys have it down so pat like i remember i said to one of my buddies that like comes to austin a decent amount i was like i would totally live here and he's like julia you would never live in austin like you know like keep it weird like like you know you're not yeah. like that like you're not really an austin yeah. girl and i was like i could totally be here i have a sunlight organic i have mm -hmm. the collective i have you know a ritzy like i have that sh like i have and it has the best energy it's the best vibe and it's never gonna go down here i mean the climate's great the food is amazing and i'm from new york like i know good food the food is better in austin i'll put my money on it hundred yeah. percent like it's so good it's so different and i think it's a no-brainer and i'm excited you know for the right people to come in and invest because i don't think everyone deserves honestly to be a part of it because you guys have it down pat and and you are happy to collaborate with everyone but it's a done deal i mean it's a you guys have a great product in a great location and you guys are awesome to collaborate with and it's like it's gonna work yeah austin's a city where shit's gonna work it isn't like you're putting your money into new york where it's a disaster and everyone's getting out or california or you know anywhere it's like austin's like this safe little bubble it's so cool yeah you know and that's that's the only place we invest in is places that are like austin it's kind of funny i joke about it but it's true we won't go and invest in places that don't have a heavy food game you've yeah. got to have good food we're foodies we like to eat you know and my wife and I, that's that's like number one. It's got to be walkable. You know, it's got to be insulated in some way, shape, or form. There's got to be that protective bubble. That's why we picked Nashville. Nashville is tremendous, you know. It's got that culture. It's got that food. It's got the nightlife. Everybody wants to be there. So why would you not invest in things like that? I want protection in my investments, and I also want several ways out of investments. I think too many individuals on too many different occasions have – only gone into a product or a sale with one exit and that's your first mistake if you can't come up with several different exits maybe it's something you shouldn't do you know that's the protectiveness that we take into account when we do a project i've got to have several outs yeah no i get it and i think that i've seen it like i've seen the you know decks and I've read through everything and it just makes so much sense and I get excited when I'm here I mean the energy is like no other like there's so many different entrepreneurs there's so many people moving into this city like there's so many different layers to even like 
you sit at a bar and like one side of you is like a you know a billionaire and then the other guy sitting on the other side of you just got off of a job site mm-hmm. and, then, and they're both dressed the and same. they're both dressed the same <laughs> and it's like okay this is cool you know and it's kind of central to even fly in and out of everywhere mm-hmm. like i come from florida it's like a two hour 30 minute flight and then you're in vegas in like two hours yep. and 30 minutes like it's like you kind of could be anywhere I love Austin. I'm excited. Yeah, we we may just need to get you in Texas in general. I think so. Yeah. I'll meet a nice Texan. Yeah. So if you live in the Texas area and you're compatible with a Libra, give me a call. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Taking applications, they have to go through me first, then they go to her dad, and then they yeah, know, literally. go from there. My dad's such a girl dad. He's like, everyone's cool. Like, my dad's like, we need you. Like, I yeah. think just you. Yeah. My, my dad's like, my girls are smart. They don't make bad decisions, okay. which... You need a you need a fact check yeah. that yeah no. made a couple yeah. bad bad choices couple um but no I think it's super exciting and I think that you know one more thing I really want to touch on with this is you know with this level of growth that you guys have you know kind of had and even though there's a lull in the market right now there's always room for opportunity who would be someone who's like a perfect investor for for this project I mean because it's kind of new in the sense of you know, you guys have been doing it all here, you know, with friends, with family, the money's always stayed kind of like in house. But now there's such an opportunity to grab up land. And, you know, no one does it better than you guys in just terms of like, specking it out, making sure the comps are right, making sure that the you know, that the house and the property that's on it is appropriate and fits the needs of every single person that would want to live in it. Um, Mm -hmm. What is like a perfect investor? Like what like, for you guys like who do you see as someone that would be game on this yeah you know it's kind of funny when you start talking about investors and you know llc's and limited partners and things like that not all money is good money you know and i've learned that the hard way not all investors are good investors um, just because they have money does not mean that they're going to be a good partner to you And that's something that I've learned over the years. Um, A good investor for us is someone who understands real estate, truly understands real estate and the appreciation that can happen with real estate and the protection that real estate offers you. Um, Someone that wants reoccurring income, who wants mailbox money, who wants to have a legacy or a portfolio of something that they can pass down through generations. Although I would love you to know real estate inside and out, I'm fine if you don't. That's what we do. We've been doing this for well over 25 years, and we understand real estate, and we understand markets, and what happens in markets when markets go down. It's all a matter of how you treat and how you shift and how you diversify when those things happen. So we love like-minded people, those that are you know excited about new things and new adventures, and again those that can entrust with us to trust and and do the best things with their funds and protect them those are the people that we really want yeah i love it it's so it's so exciting just to watch it all and to be here and to see it like i didn't fully get it until i came here Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that you get in this city and you understand it and i still have to get you to nashville because i'm telling you if you step off that plane you'll you'll just get it you'll just get it I'm so excited. You know, it's a vibe. It's it's a feeling. It's, you know, an environment that you just feel welcome and you feel comfortable in. Austin well, gives that. Well, to. it's foolproof because there's some there's a little bit of something for everything. Like I honestly don't even know if South Florida is like the best place to be because 
really what I, the only things I get to do there, drink, mm-hmm. eat, beach. Yeah. Drink, eat, beach. What else do you really do in South Florida? Mm-hmm. Drink, eat, beach, boat. Yeah. That's it. That's literally it. We're here, you know, we passed and I see people like paddle boarding in the, you know, lake. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that are, you know, in the mountains hiking, like, mm-hmm. like everything you could think of is here. Yeah. And it's huge with the health and health and wellness industry too. And that's Same. what's, what's pretty awesome as well is to see that explode and, you know, to, to be a part of a, a gym like the collective, which men's health magazine just named it uh, top gym in the U S so which is which is super awesome you know and it it came from great minds that took you know the best things from all different gyms and all different areas in that health and wellness industry and put them all under one roof well that's what i just realized too like me being so sick for two months Mm -hmm. and not knowing what's wrong with me i've always been kind of the one to pick up on trends first right like i moved to south florida three weeks before COVID. everyone's like How'd you know how to do that? Right. And I'm like, I didn't. It was just kind of, I'm always kind of been ahead of the curve in like a witchy way. And me being so sick with like this undiagnosed situation, I wish I had like a collective near me to like jump in a cold plunge, jump jump Mm -hmm. in an infrared sauna, red light therapy, like everything that you guys have here, Sunlife Organics. I had to drive down to Miami to go and get a smoothie because I like my body was craving it. It's so insane how accessible putting your health and wellness is at the forefront in Austin. And it really isn't that for New York, forget about it. There's like a deli on every corner. They're going to feed you like bagels and like shitty coffee and you're just going to be happy. But I think now I'm so afraid with where, you know, even companies are trying to shortcut ingredients what we're putting in our body because i thought i'm like one of the healthiest people i work mm-hmm. out every day i eat really well i'm not really like a sweet tooth girl and i was down and out for like two months for god knows what and i think that a lot of people if they're not in a central location where health and wellness is at the forefront they're going to be fucked a hundred percent fucked a hundred percent because they are putting stuff in our food you know they've been poisoning us for years and i think we're starting to see a lot of it now yeah you know um, a little poison over a long period of time is a lot of poison yeah you know and it's really interesting to understand and have individuals around us that understand health and wellness how your body can rebuild itself through fasting through diet through exercise through certain medical treatments things like that that are typically more natural and lack the pharmaceutical background, which is tremendous. That's the other thing I love about the gym. You know, they've, we do our full medicals there. You know, they act as your general physician and we get full blown blood panels. And the thing that's nice is your doctor can talk to your trainer, who can talk to your dietitian, who can talk to your chiropractor. It's all under one roof and they take health and wellness very seriously. And that's something that we have started to implement in our houses. You know, we've got steam saunas, um, infrared saunas. We we set everything up now to accept a cold plunge. I'm not putting cold plunges in all houses yet because not everybody's on that train. However, cold plunging is, is tremendous and does wonders okay. for your body. But it's things that we want to do because you spend most of your life in your house. So you should have a lot of those things there but also have a place like the collective to go to to get that education on what else and how you can expand that. Yeah, and if you can't have a house to have it, like that was my biggest thing is, you know, if you just look at top performers and, you know, you have, you know, 
Gary Brecka, you have mm-hmm. David Goggins, you have all these people. And what I've really learned in the last two months of like this mystery kind of illness where no one's no one knows what's wrong and I'm getting blood panels and I have all these things, but the the regular doctors are gaslighting me. They're like, You're just young, you're just stressed out, it's just stress, like but here's like the craziest medication you could take and go for walks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what and then i'm blessed that i have like a shaman and then a functional holistic doctor that i have the the honor to go to because Mm -hmm. i can afford it but i have all these different options and it's so crazy to me like my holistic doctor is is saying everything that the collective is saying right Mm -hmm. like go in the infrared sauna get red light in do breathing exercises the cold plunge is great for that Mm -hmm. right getting cold plunges take these supplements what about peptide like Mm -hmm. they're going through the list of what i know you've already been doing for years Mm -hmm. it and and it is so awesome that you guys are building homes with all of the right resources in it because i think with the 5g and what we're eating and what we're doing you know why is everyone getting sick now yeah, it's 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 rampant. That and have you also seen the articles of of dogs getting sick? The dogs are yeah. I don't know. I think something yeah something's yeah. funky. Something hundred percent about to come down the pipes. I yeah. think. because I think again, I'm I'm quick to trends. Mm-hmm. I think whatever. I mean, for the the pain that I was in at 27 years old. I mean, I thought I was going to die. So you yeah. think about someone who's 67 getting that. Mm-hmm. If they don't have the resources, what actually made me feel good was not taking this crazy. I took the the stuff that the guy gave me and half my fucking face went like paralyzed, right? Yeah. Prescription. And I'm not even that girl, but I was mm-hmm. in so much pain. It's like you're helpless. You can't even think straight. What helped me was just old school vitamins, sun, sauna, cold plunge. 100%. Breathing. You know, I almost think doctors have to know that. Hundred percent, they do, but it's all free. Yeah, you could get in cold water. You could go out in the sun. You could have some red light therapy. You could, you know, eat the right foods. I mean, I even know if I drink a water bottle now out of plastic, Mm -hmm. I could taste it. Really, I switched. My holistic doctor was like, "You have to switch to glass and cans." And I switched to glass, and it was so crazy because remember, I was here and like my whole face was dry, my lips were dry, everything was dry. I switched to glass. I got uh-huh. IV. I was getting IVs. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? I need IVs. I need all this stuff because I feel so dehydrated. I switched to glass, water, sick. Feels so much better. Really? 100%. I will never. There's things now that are non-negotiables once mm-hmm. you go down the rabbit hole of actually learning about this stuff mm-hmm. and how much the phone affects you. And then you have your Wi-Fi going and you have this going and you're, you know, on your phone and you're being... A, our brains aren't even able to absorb all the information that we're absorbing. I mean, mm-hmm. even someone tried to say like, oh, 60 years ago. No, 20 years ago, we didn't have half the shit running through our brains like we do now. And it's like we have to have the places like the collective and, you know, live in cities where health and wellness is number one. Like we always made fun, fun of L.A., right? Because yeah. we're like, oh, yogi, meditation, I have to ground, I have to, you know. I think they had something right with it, it because it because they prioritize the time to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that Austin is a great place if you are a young entrepreneur and let's just say you made your money in Bitcoin and you're like, oh, I don't know what the next best move is. Put it into Austin, invest in Austin, invest in you know these locations where being a top performer, you have all the resources to be a top performer. Absolutely. No, I agree 100%. It's, it's, it's something that if you live longer, you can enjoy life longer. You know, there's nothing, it's horrible to be sick, you know, and 
unfortunately, the pharmaceutical industry just wants to shove a pill down your throat, and then you've got to take these five others to help with the side effects that that original pill, you know, you took cost. Um, when in reality, everything we have to heal ourselves is around us, you know. But if doctors started pushing that, you know, it would kill the pharmaceutical industry. My whole thing is if it grows out of the ground, it was meant to be used, you know. Um, and it's really interesting even hearing and uh, about microdosing and the mushrooms. Best, the best. Everyone should be microdosing. I truly believe that. I never did drugs. I always felt like if I did anything, like my mom and Jesus would show up and like rip me out of a place. Like I swear to God, I feel like my parents invested too much into us to ever do the wrong thing. Like I always put my shopping cart back. I always put my seatbelt on, never got a tattoo. I'm terrified of my parents, but in the best way, it's out of respect. Yeah. Never did drugs. I got acquainted with a lot of people in the, you know, psychoceutical space, the psychedelic space. Mm -hmm. And I was like watching them for a year and they're like microdosing. And they're like, do you want some? And I'm like, oh, no, I'll stick to champagne. You know, I'm terrified. I'm like, I'm not taking that shit. My mom said if you take that, you like jump off a bridge. Like yeah. literally, like you will <laughs> jump off a building. Your skin will melt. You know, the whole thing. It is such a misconception around microdosing. And actually, a lot of the lawyers that I worked with microdosed every single day. They took mushroom capsules. And again, I thought it was crazy. So the first time I microdosed, again, I was expecting to get like a little weird mm -hmm. oh my god it is the exact opposite i you get more screwed up on two cocktails than you do on a microdose. when you drink alcohol it brings you out of your body when you do like a small microdose or anything like that it brings you back into your body and you become more conscious and you become more aware and it makes your brain work better i mean mm -hmm. i have the privilege of being friends with you know two major thought leaders in the space that now are you know one you know zappy got lamar odom sober through this stuff jordan belfort you know sober and mm -hmm. you know again has given advice and has consulted with top people on how it could make you be a top performer i mean even the lawyers i worked with in random places like chicago like they're microdosing all day it puts you on path to just be in yourself it is the crazy because you never did it right you never no 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 and it's something i'm very curious about you know um some of the supplements that i take do have like cordycep mushrooms and yeah. things of that nature and i've studied it quite a bit um and i want to you know, anything that can make my brain work at a more optimal um, degree is, is I'm in, you know. Yeah, I recommend it to everyone. And again, it's a scary concept if you're conditioned like I was that like drugs are bad and don't take anything and don't do anything and whatever. And I mean, the only time I would say the most like profound moment that I had on mushrooms and I feel like it's a part of the human experience mm -hmm. and I'm gonna sound like a hippie weirdo freak right now but anyone that has done it or has experienced this and again you're not like seeing trees talk to you like it's uh -huh. not this like crazy like in movies where like the walls are melting I mean I'm sure there's other things or you could take a lot that yeah. that will happen yeah but the craziest thing that had, had happened to me was I was in a really bad place. I went through a bad breakup. I had just all this stuff going on in my life. And I was so overwhelmed. And I was on uh, my friend's uh, yacht in Miami. And, you know, we took some. And I just was like, you know, let me take like one more little square of chocolate, you know. Mm -hmm. And I got in the water. And I was like, oh, my God, I am water. Like you realize that 
you know, what's happening to you isn't happening to you. It's like you are a part of this collective and, you know, a you know, you drop a rock in a bucket and mm -hmm. the ripple is insane. You drop a rock in an ocean, there's like no ripple. Mm -hmm. And you realize that the things that are happening around you and to you is just like a part of the experience and you can't get that caught up. It like dissolves your ego. Wow. It's, it's one of the, and I needed that at that time. I mean, uh -huh. I was like in my head, I was going crazy. Like it was so crazy. And then I had that experience where I'm literally in water and I'm like, oh my God, there's no difference between me and water. I think it's mm -hmm. like a part of the human experience that you need to feel that feeling to understand that that is just it. You yeah. can't take anything too seriously. Like it's all a journey. It's all happening to you, you know, or for you, not to you. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, again, it, you think about drinking alcohol, mm -hmm. you turn on the TV, it's a commercial for this, it's a commercial for that. You go to a bar, everyone's getting like fucked up. Do you have a feeling like that? If anything, alcohol makes your problems worse. It Absolutely. doesn't make it better. You know, and again, I'm seeing it now with all of my different friends. They own all these psychedelic companies. I mean, even Zappi, who you've met, like mm -hmm. he's out in Malibu right now as, as the director of consciousness wow. for a place. They're Im implementing ketamine and TMS treatments, mm -hmm. which now you're going to see are going to go viral because the the you know the efficient the, the efficiency of it is just insane it's curing people with ptsd that typically they were just giving a drug for you have like six sessions and like you're good to go i mean i will tell you after i did that like mushroom trip mm -hmm. i remember like the next day i was like just in such a state of calm i was like i'm safe i'm good like mm -hmm. it, everything is good that's incredible but up until that point it was like I was probably honestly in hindsight i was probably depressed but too proud mm -hmm. to admit it because i'm such a happy person and i'm yeah. grateful for everything but you go through some shit that really knocks your mm -hmm. your brain off and yourself off and yeah. you know life is hard and something zappy always says is that you know if you are not affected by everything that is going on right now you are literally a sociopath 100 percent. if you could like look yeah. at your phone and see what's happening in israel and you know just turn on the news drive down the street see mm -hmm. what's happening go to the supermarket see a woman not being able to afford her groceries if mm -hmm. you could live in this life at this stage and not have like PTSD, especially after COVID, mm -hmm. you're a sociopath. 100%. You have to. And I think if you look at the, Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, they're mm -hmm. all microdosing. Oh, yeah. Anyone that's a top performer is already on the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. Girl math is girl so math. fucking real. Do you believe in girl math? I do after I've seen it. When I originally saw it, I was like, what are they talking about? And then when they started going into stories, it totally makes sense. I bought the most expensive pair of shoes uh -huh. because I knew I was going to my parents' house for like five days. And what was your reasoning behind that? I wasn't going to go out to eat and spend money on food. So let's just say it was going to be like $400 <laughs> worth of like meals. Yeah. I subtracted that from the price of the shoes. And then I was like, okay, this makes sense. So you justified it. Oh, my girl math is always mathing. That is hilarious. Like, I will go and look at things like that. Like, cash doesn't count. Yeah. That's cash what totally doesn't count. Cash, if you give me cash, it's uh -huh. like it's like Monopoly money. It's like funny money to me. Really? 100%. I cannot have cash. I learned that the hard way. And I will girl math things so hard where I'll be like, oh, like, I didn't drive yesterday. So... 
Like I didn't spend money on, you know, 93 gas. So I could totally buy these three lip glosses that I yeah. don't need. Like like the way that the women, that's why like if we do have to, if they put us girls in like the army, like uh -huh. that's what I was saying to you before. Yeah. Like the memes of the women, like should I text them back? And the girl's like looking at the phone and like the tank is driving over like another <laughs> tank. Like <laughs> I just said, I, I don't know how to put the camera on the gimbal. Like imagine if I have to like load shit up. Yeah. In, in, in lives or in your hands. I would not know it wouldn't be good absolutely not <laughs> I can't even like with even my car now like it beeps all the time I get so overstimulated like uh, like no like no you don't want to deal with I that. was trying and I'm yeah. and I'm handy like my dad yeah. taught us how to be handy yeah I um was putting together like a vacuum the other day like came in like pieces mm-hmm and I just didn't have the patience for it and I was like what the fuck you know imagine if like it was like 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 i don't even artillery like yeah. like what the hell yeah so we've got to get you more comfortable around that stuff 100%. so while you're here we are going to take you to the gun range we're going to shoot some guns we're going to shoot some shit Put i'm some excited holes in paper. yeah make some noise yeah yeah let, take yell at people road. yell at people yeah you can yell in there as much as you want to because everybody has headphones on i think that everyone i don't even care if you're like a normal human being i didn't think i had mental illness until i yelled at someone and i felt so much better so now you come to Austin, you eat things off the bone, you shoot some guns, and you yell. Yeah. You will leave a different person. 100%. It's therapy. It's therapy. It's therapy. Like, I feel like people are actually healthier that way. Like, if you exactly. look at the serial killers, they're the quiet ones. I know. 100%. They keep that shit in. Those are the ones you have to watch and out And then for. they snap. Yeah. It's just not good for anybody. No. You know? But the girl math thing is so real. My gr I'm telling you, my girl math calculator, like I said something to my dad the other day, and he's like, that was so irresponsible, Julia, because it was like a girl math theory. Yeah. And I was like, you just don't get it, dad. Yeah. You, you just, just don't, don't get it. You just don't. Yeah. Don't he's like, how did you come up with that reasoning? And I was like, it just makes sense to me. Like, 100%. what do you mean? You have to think about like it's so fucked up. You know, the other one, too, that that I find kind of comical is if something's on sale and you guys Doesn't buy count. more of it. Well, it's like, well, I saved money. hundred percent. But you still bought it. You, but I saved money. And so I bought two. Well, that that was me. It was on sale. Yeah, that was me and Saks with the shoe sale. Yeah. I was like, OK, if these pairs were this amount. But now they're on sale for this amount. I could buy two of these for the price of one. So you're oh my bonus. god! And it and then it turns into invisible money. Then it then like it evens cash. its way oh. out. No, then it just oh. like cancels its. Like if I buy anything on like a good sale, uh -huh. it doesn't even count as me spending money. <laughs> like if you I can't. double down on something, yeah. like let's just say a pair of shoes is a thousand bucks, yeah, and they're on sale for five hundred, uh huh, and then you buy two for a thousand. That thousand money. is like just like, like it doesn't even. It's like it's like a deal. It's it was like a bonus. It exact. It's like it's like fake money at that point. It's like it took the value of the money away. <laughs> it took the power of it away. I'm telling you, it's girl it math. This happens. Yeah. You know, see, you can't talk to Bristol about shoes because we, she has so many shoes, and that's the thing. I even really? said, okay, well, let's do a deal. You get a pair of shoes, you have to get rid of five. And she's like, well, you know, I really like all my shoes, so maybe we can come up with a different deal. I mean, we have shoes in the garage that I saw she that. has never worn or she's worn once, but she's like, but I wear them with this one outfit. I mean, it's insane. Our closet 
There's, she's she's taken over everything. I don't even think you have a part of that closet. Like I've been in your closet. It's squeezed so it's much. Just it's the happiest place on earth. I mean, Bristol's closet is the happiest place on earth. It's just like sequins and colors and Gucci and everything good in life. I know. I mean, and she just yeah, she's 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 a Christmas ornament. A lot of times, you know, sometimes she's, she's you know, but she is, though, but that's just how she always is. It doesn't, you know, it's rare to see her not dressed to the nines. Yeah. It just, it really is. She's you know? so girly pop. It's she, funny. She asked me last night, she was like, oh, do you like put up a tree? And I was like, I have no room. And she was mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, I forgot. Like, your closet's packed out like mine. And she's, like, dying laughing because yeah. she gets it. She's like, I wouldn't have a Christmas tree either if I didn't have the room to store. It's yeah. either Christmas tree decorations or shoes, yep. she was like, totally, I totally get it. Yep. She was like dying laughing. Yep, she's got that whole thing too. She doesn't like wearing things unless it's like casual gear. You know, if, if it's yoga pants and workout stuff, she's fine with that, but she does not like wearing the same thing twice. So this is, so I get that. So this mm -hmm. is like my uniform. That's why I yep. purposely wore it. I literally have a uniform. I have two big drawers filled with this outfit. Uh-huh. It's an Aritzia, and people must think I'm like dirty or something. I thought about that. I wore that brown workout set uh -huh. yesterday because I'm like, God, I think I have to like switch my brand up <laughs> a little bit. I think people think like I'm just like reusing everything. Yeah. Every single time I go to the mall, I buy two more pairs of black Reduce. leggings. Well, it's that, just a girl math. Yeah. I'm at the mall. I yeah. spent gas to get here. I might as well get two more pairs. Yep. It is disgusting. I literally, it's my uniform. I wear a Yankee hat or now an NVN group hat. Yeah. I wear a workout jacket, black black sports bra black leggings sneaks. that's it it makes Done. it easier i don't have to that. think it's like my steve jobs that's yeah and zuckerberg did the same thing too didn't he sweatshirt same sweatshirt or whatever you don't constantly. have to think about it i'm literally in the house and even when i lived in new york i wore a black turtleneck a good pair of jeans when gucci belts were cool gucci belt yeah. and, and a good shoe and that was yeah. all i wore it didn't matter going to church going to dinner going on a date that was like my outfit yeah I just don't want to think about it. That's where Bristol's so good because mm. I don't want to think about it. Like, I'm too busy. Yeah. Like, I'm wheeling and dealing all the time. I want to be comfy. I want to be consistent. I want to know, like, everyone knows. But she is, like, the accessory queen. I mean, but that's why she has her boutique. I mean, mm -hmm. if I was going to a Taylor Swift concert or if I lived in Texas or mm -hmm. if I was just, like, not an athleisure girly, I would be on her boutique every day. I'm buying that black dress that she had, though. Yeah. You know what's funny Vegas. is, you know, we did that last minute trip to vegas and i said it's all casual wear we're not dressing up we're nothing <laughs> and then she's loading everything up and loading her bag up and she's got all these nice clothes and i'm like what are you doing with that this is jeans sweats you know tennis shoes and she's like well i have to take pictures i'm so, so obsessed with her but that's what i'm saying but that's like almost like girl math too. this yeah. is oh, it's even like my suitcase thing that happened yesterday that was girl measuring <laughs> girl measuring you need to talk about that too because that was pretty damn funny so this is hysterical so i go to the airport as you know um i i sent my mom home with like my tried and true suitcase that i bring mm -hmm. on all my business trips for forever i've had this thing for like seven years so I was like, you know what? I might as well just like get a new one. Like it's been to all the places. Like let's get a new something mm -hmm. to, you know, pull around. Girl math. Girl math. I'm on the phone. I'm looking at all the suitcases. I like, again, no measurement. It has measurements on it. I'm uh -huh. not like Googling the compliance of like TSA. None of that. Airlines, yeah. none of that. I'm measuring it up to where it goes on my hip <laughs> to think of like, oh, this is totally a carry on. Yeah. 100%. So I'm like measuring and I'm like, maybe it's like an inch or two higher, but like, it's fine, right? 
show up at the airport, have my cute little duffel bag, have like my little suitcase. And I'm like wheeling up to, you know, get on the clear line. Mm -hmm. The lady's like, what the hell are you doing? You can't bring that suitcase on the bus. And I'm like, ah, sorry. Right. Girl math, girl measuring. Like I go back and like, I'm such a silly girl. Like this is too big, like whatever. And once I saw the suitcase. (laughs) <laughs> in what it's supposed in, to fit in in front of the other like carry-on suitcases yeah. we're talking about like a sub-zero versus a mini fridge yep. like it's yep. fucking huge <laughs> and i'm like fuck right so i don't care i like go check it and it was actually nice because i checked the bag it had like tw- it was 28 pounds my suitcase Holy i have cow. nothing in it like yeah. I, well i'm here for three you know whatever yeah. I have fat people pants on because yeah. we're going to eat so good. Like, yeah. I'm not going to put on jeans or heels. <laughs> so anyways, so, and I come back on the line and I'm like, okay, I checked it. Ha, ha, ha. So I go to get on the clear line, but there's three ropes, right? This is like girl navigating an airport. Like, uh-huh. you know how there's like the memes of airport dads? Yeah. I need an airport yeah. dad now. That's well, like. But they've made it confusing too. They made it, it confusing. Is. And I'm like not really paying attention. Like I'm checking emails. I, I just got yelled at by this lady, and then I totally was like, I'm totally an asshole. I have a sub-zero size suitcase <laughs> instead of a mini fridge. Like, how did I have that happen? I think it's hysterical. Get on the line. Three clear tapes. Mm-hmm. I get on the left side instead of the right side. Kind of looked like that was the way to go, and I saw people on the left side go through. Uh-huh. So there was TSA pre-check, then the clear line's right next to it, which is also like yeah. a bad idea Sketch. because when you're thinking to yourself, like I'm gonna cut the line, mm-hmm. put them in like different areas because you're either one or the other. Yep. Anyways, go up, I'm on the left side. Now there's literally, what, three inches between me and the line I'm supposed to go mm-hmm. on. The lady's like, what the hell is wrong with you? It starts like screaming at me and I, looked back at her and i'm like what the hell is wrong with you screaming at me and she's like you're on the you don't have tsa pre-check it's not on your ticket i was like i have clear she's like get on the clear line then like what the fuck is wrong with you and she's screaming at me and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you and she's like don't curse at me i was like don't fucking curse at me you're the one who's working and she's like, ah, and I'm like, ah, and I was like, this is why you work in an airport, which wasn't nice, but I'm sorry. I'm not at the fucking airport every day. I don't know what line to go on. Like, if I put you in front of my computer and said, run my company, would you know, bitch? Yeah. No. So don't yell at me. Yeah. I walked through TSA. It was the most pleasant TSA experience I've ever had. I looked at the clear guy. And I was like, that lady just screamed at me. And I'm like dying laughing because I was like, I screamed back. <laughs> and then my clear picture came up and it's so hot. It's so good. It's like yeah. the best picture I've ever taken. It's like a government photo uh-huh. too, which makes me so proud because I got it taken in LA. I just got a blowout. Yeah. So I'm like, look at my picture. Yeah. I was like, look at that blowout. <laughs> I was like, I know I don't have that hair right now, but think if but I had that hair, it, yeah. if I had that hair and I yelled at her, it would have been so much cooler. Yes. And he yeah. was like <laughs> dying laughing, go through TSA. It's like a breeze. You called. I was dying laughing, but that was like a, that was like a girl again, like everyone needs an airport dad, like mm-hmm. a quality of a husband is an airport husband. I yeah. didn't think I needed that because I've done so much traveling by myself for mm-hmm. work, especially now i think i need one but yeah the suitcase measurement and um getting on the wrong line that was pretty fucking funny that's hilarious i just can't believe that she yelled at somebody that's awesome it was the best thing i've ever done it's very therapeutic it was the best thing ever i've never yelled at a stranger i've yelled at like boyfriends or family or whatever maybe a friend here or there when it's internal 
it's so different because it hurts because you yeah. don't want to yell at someone because you care about them when you yell at a stranger that deserves it 10 out of 10 recommend yep that feeling's just not there 10 yep. out of 10 recommend mm -hmm. like now i'm afraid of myself because i'm so afraid <laughs> i'm gonna put myself like i'm now gonna buy the wrong suitcase and get on the wrong line just, just to get uh, yelled at just to scream back just so you can feel better I ha I'm going to like purposely do the wrong thing so someone calls me out so I could yell at them. That's hilarious. <laughs> girl math. Girl, girl math. math. It's girl honestly math. cheaper than therapy. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yelling at people. And you just felt so much better. And then you came and then we had steak. Oh, it was the best. It was. Yeah. That was so good. It's like the life of a Texan. Yes. Yeah. But it's not always that way. You know. What? But it's just it's inserted where you need it. It's not like that all the time. It's just only when you need those what to yell of aggression and yelling. Yeah, yeah. I still have some yelling left in me. You do. Like I, yeah. Like I feel it in my chest. So like we it's need to like find here. someone for you to yell at. Yeah, or maybe just like I just probably just need to scream. I mean, I feel like okay. there's so much room here in Texas. Like in South Florida, it's like you're sardined in. Like you can't have mental illness. Like you play Donna Summer's song like three times in a row and like your neighbors call the cops. You know, they're like something yeah. wrong there. You need to go check her out. I need to go check. Actually, you know what's funny? The other day, my neighbor who I never hear, she had Locked Out of Heaven by Bruno Mars playing on repeat. Uh -huh. And I texted her and I was like, I'm making cookies. Like, do you want one? Like I Are purposely popped in cookies and because I'm like, is she going through a heartbreak? Like, yeah. why does she have this song playing? She's like, oh, like I was in the shower. I was on repeat. Sorry. She had like all the sliders open. It was so funny. But I think here you could yell. Like, I could go in the woods and yell, and, like, no one would care or yeah. hear me. No. Yeah. No. There, there's definite room. But if you did get hurt, someone would be coming with a gun, too, to make sure that you're okay. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So we have to go far out so that you can do that. Yeah. Scare animals. Yeah. Yell Pig, at deer. Yeah. Pigs. Pigs. Animals. Yeah. Yeah. Chickens. Some chickens. Girl math. Girl math. It's cheaper than therapy. That's 100%. how I feel. Put yourself in the wrong line in an airport and scream back at the TSA agent. It will take your therapy bill down by at least $200 a month. <laughs> Book a flight. And then get a cold plunge. Yeah. Well, that's another thing, by yeah. the way, that I see. That was another girl math thing. Now when I go to the airport and I go into the Amex lounge uh -huh. and I – so, for example, go to the Amex lounge. Typical trip. I'm like, you know, whatever. On the way back, I'll go in, have like three mimosas before a flight, let's just say, or like three glasses of champagne and like a little snack. Mm -hmm. Airport math on that is like at least 120 bucks. Uh, 100%. $200. Also, yep. Like you get a snack. You get like a bag of chips, a water bottle, gum peanut m&ms at an airport it's like 72 dollars, and like your child's like <laughs> yeah. x chromosome like it yeah. is so fucked up <laughs> so girl math to me too is like when i go to the airport and i go to the amex lounge and i don't pay i mean i obviously always yeah. tip the yeah. you know people but to me i'm i'm like oh my god i'm saving thousands of dollars <laughs> so i could totally afford this blah 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 Girl Matt, I'm Girl Matt. telling you. You don't you don't think about that? No, I need to record a lot of this. I guess this Girl Matt thing is kind of like y'all's deal um asking us about the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire. Well, my Roman yeah. Empire right now is why Dave Portnoy and Silvana broke up. Have you seen that? Do you no. know who that is? Yes. They, they broke did. up and she posted about it and she bought a Christmas tree. She brought she bought like window stickers and she's like now I don't know where to put it poor fucking girl they have the dog brody together it was her dog but it was living in the house he got her a g-wagon uh, dave portnoy is just gonna yes. dump her 
What's he dumped her and she posted something last night and she's like, guys, I'm going to talk about it. I'm not looking for attention. It's different when you're getting dumped or the dumpy. And I love Dave Portnoy. Like I, everyone always thought like him and I were very similar because like we don't give a fuck. We love pizza. Like Mm -hmm. we like to be like crispy little chicken nuggets. Like, but you know, but for him and Silvana to break up, I'm, I'm really upset. I saw him the, the, when we met, um, a day before or a day after or what have you, he was at the one hotel with us. And, oh, with uh, some chippies, right? He, I mean, he had a gaggle of them, you know, that girls were just following him, you know. And this was, I guess, when he was still single, I guess, you know, several years ago. But he also had a bunch of guys who were taking pictures with him constantly and stuff like that. The fact that they broke up, like, she was apartment hunting. Like, my heart breaks for her. Like wow. I want to find her and like make her like chicken cutlets for life. Like yeah. I like I like my heart hurts. That's insane, but no no reason why. Not yet. Not it's yet. my Roman Empire. Uh, yeah. Like he said nothing other than the fact that like confirmed that they did yeah. break up. She's on TikTok, you know, posting like it's my fucking page. Like I'm yeah. gonna post it. If you don't want to watch yeah. it, don't watch it. Yeah. But I am so devastated. I'm devastated. But you know what though, I hope. She's such a beautiful girl and she seems cool. Mm-hmm. Like she calls him chicken. Like get yourself a rooster now, bitch. Like get yourself yeah. a rooster. Like, okay, you That's got great, dumps. Like yeah. get yourself a rooster. Mm-hmm. Like go fuck around with the guy that owns Forbes now. Like what's yeah. Barstool to Forbes? Yeah. Like go do better. Just to throw it in his face. Just to, It's like not <laughs> even that. It's like, okay, you got broken up with. Everyone's gotten dumped at yeah. sometimes. Relationships don't always work. Yeah. But that's okay. Like, okay, like she called him chicken. Now she's yeah. like, imagine though, like your nickname. I was thinking last night, again, Roman Empire. I'm like, <laughs> she called him chicken. Every menu is going to oh like trigger God. her. Yes. There's chicken, chicken on chicken every fucking me- Chinese food. Yeah. Chicken. Italian. Chicken. She just needs to move to Texas. Just Bristol. Yeah, yeah me last yeah. night at the Brazilian Steakhouse. Yeah. I was like, do not bring chicken to this table. <laughs> we will not be partaking. <laughs> we will only be partaking in red meat. In red meat. Mm-hmm. How That's fucked amazing. up is that that they're broken up? That's crazy. I, didn't, I did not hear they that. They have a house in Montauk together. I've seen them out in Montauk. Really? 100%. They have a place in married. Miami. I, yeah. thought, I thought that they were good. But like in Dave's defense, why would Dave... I had a conversation with a guy last night who said, like, you know, I met the most perfect girl, but, like, I don't know if I'm going to settle. He's like, because I know if I walk into a room full of women, I'm not going to get, like, have the shot. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to be wanted by them or I won't be able to want them. And I my advice was. The girl you're with now is a campfire. Why are you going to risk that for a firework? Mm. And he was like, that's so profound. You're so smart. And he's fucking smart as hell. Yeah. So I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but think about that. Like Bristol's your campfire. Yeah, like you 100%. dated. It's like when you're, think about it, barbecue, mm-hmm. 4th of July, chilly out. You're sitting mm-hmm. by the campfire. You got your cocktail. You're comfy. Everything's good. And you hear some noise going on in the background. It's the fireworks. You walk away. Okay. You see some cool things and, you know, whatever. But you blow your hand off. Mm-hmm. You're breathing in gunpowder. <laughs> And it's done really quick and you're cold and you smell like gunpowder and you just want to go back to your campfire. What the fuck is the point of a firework then? Put on the TV, watch the, you know, Walt Disney fireworks Mm -hmm. if you want a thrill and then go back to fucking bed. I don't know what to say. No, it's true. And age brings that, you know, you know, being in the bar industry at a younger age, you know, 21 to 26, 27 years old. 
I did a lot, you know, and I got it out of my system and I understand and I, I saw, you know, the lives that, that the bar industry could destroy, right? And that's just something I, I would never jeopardize, you know, especially now. Your campfire. A hundred percent. Like that's like your cozy, like like it's constant warmth, it's constant comfort. Mm-hmm. Like you could cook on it. You could yep. toast a marshmallow. Like exactly. it heats your house. Like why are you going to risk that for a firework? Mm-hmm. Makes total it's sense. It's not worth it. And no. I think a lot of times though now, like Dave Portnoy probably was living in Miami and was like, I want some fireworks. Yeah. But guess what? Now his girl that called him chicken is gone. And his fucking dog is gone. That's yeah. traumatizing. And she's going to go find a rooster. She's going to go find a fucking rooster. <laughs> yeah. She is going to find a rooster, and I am i cannot wait. That's hilarious. And I'm sure she'll throw it out there, too. Or it will be thrown out there. Oh, uh, she's dating someone else? Yeah. And he's going to be, like, younger and hotter yeah. and cooler. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I mean, Possibly. I love Dave. I'm a Dave. Yeah. I'm a Dave support. I love Dave. But I just hate that she got dumped. I'm yeah. a girl's girl like that. Yeah. So one other thing that like I really want to touch on is that you're not just like you are so humble. You're like, I'll just build shit, you know, <laughs> when that is not true at all. Like, you help so many other builders. And I feel like not enough people know that. And I know with our strategy, you're going to hit so many different people that, you know, are going to want to have to talk to you. And I just kind of want, again, you to put it out there on the record that, you're willing and able to help anyone in the space navigate through these uncharted times, you know, or they might just not know better. And you are the best person to collaborate with. I, I appreciate it very much. You know, something we're going to start doing again that, that we've done in the past, but making it a little bit more apparent is we're going to start a mentorship program, you know, for young builders, for builders out there looking for equity, looking for money, looking at different ways to finance their products. We can help with that. We can also help mentor you through your project and some of this legacy style building that we're talking about. I want to be able to help you grow your business and become that legacy type builder that you can be and use what you do to your benefits. There's a lot of people that do it out there, and there's a lot of people that claim they do it out there, but they haven't been doing it for as long as most of us old folks now considered, or old timers, you know? Look at the people that you're doing business with. Look at these mentors that you may be buying programs out of. Have they done it? How many houses have they built? How, how you know, prosperous have they been? Can they actually add value to your life and to your business? You need to stick with those that have done it in the past. And that's something that we will be offering very soon. But in the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. Is this something that you're interested in? Because I would love to help you grow your business, find that equity, find those investors, and help you underwrite projects to do the same things that I have done over the past few years. Yeah. And I think that's something that's super important is like, even if you're not the person that even owns a business yet, if you're still swinging a hammer, I mean, you swung a hammer for a long time. And I think that that's important too. It's like, sometimes people don't know how to get to that next step, where to find the money, how to start an LLC. Do I do an S corp? Do I do this? How do I set up even the back end of a business, especially the business that you're in? You know, nine times out of 10, maybe the guys were like, fuck college and didn't want to go to college and they don't know this stuff and they might not have the best resource or how do you not make the mistakes that you did you know and I think it's huge I'm excited masterclass with Mike 
Yes, no, that that's that's a great point that you made. You know, college isn't for everybody. I I did about a year and a half, almost two years worth of college, and found out it just wasn't for me. And we're at a shortage now for blue collar guys. You know, we've become a society of convenience. No one knows how to fix a toilet. No one knows how to do anything. So if you are in that service industry and you're providing a service that most don't know how to do, you will always be employed. Someone's always going to need power. Someone's always going to need something fixed. People are going to need places to live. And you want to be the one actually giving that service to those individuals and you will never be out of work. Those are industries that aren't, um, that aren't going away, you know, so be involved in an industry like that, you know, and, and you can prosper very well from those things. So awesome. Well, thank you for having me. No, absolutely. It was, it was great having you. We've got you here for a couple of days. So we're going to feed you well. Oh my God. You know. I'm so excited. The first time I ever finished a steak was in Austin. Do you, I yeah. ate a whole steak. That's that was shit. crazy. Yeah. And that barbecue. Was, you had barbecue, too. Oh, my God. Too. Terry Black's. That was, yeah. I feel like I wish I ate more there. And Donuts here. Yeah. The don't yes. Like, everything is so good. It is. That's why, I thank God, you have the collective. Yeah. No, I've got to, a, like, keep it in check. A hundred percent, you know. Yeah. As I get older, you know, start packing it on a little bit more around the waist and stuff. Always been a gym rat, but, I've, you know. I've got to be around for those that depend on me. Yeah. When does the this the pouch six open in collective? We're hoping um, end of the month. We're going to run through some uh, some trial through the month of December, but then uh, by the first of the year we'll be up and running. So we're super stoked about that. If you're currently a member of the collective, get a hold of us. Um, you can either email myself or even directly with uh, Pouch Six as well. We want to talk to you. We want to get you in this environment to understand what you can do. Um, we're here to help. We want to help promote you. Have a, a a personal brand. It's something fun too. You know, I never thought that I'd be doing something like this, but I, I enjoy it. Um, get a hold of us. Either DM us or reach directly out to Pouch Six as well, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, it's exciting. Thanks, guys.